Is that Glenn Close? It's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media, brought to you every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Today is Tuesday, March 14th, aka Pi Day, and that's math. I'm Paris Nicholson, at Paris Nicholson on all socials. I love Pi Day, and I'm Michael Judson-Berry at M. Judson-Berry on socials. Now, let's get into these headlines. Today, but it's over and you're driving me home, and people across TikTok are sprinting to keep up with the new ceiling song trend. Then, that Lizzie McAlpine song isn't the only thing making people run. A video of cops raiding a university bar was caught on social media, and the viral post will take you right back to your college days. And finally, you have to be a whole other level of gay and religiously traumatized to recognize the images from this Twitter trend. All this breaking social media news coming up next on The Social Dose. We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael, and you're listening to The Social Dose. Let's see what else is new in the world of social media. So Paris, have you seen the named after trend this week? It's the uh, the trend where you post... You have. Okay, so I need not explain it to you. I'll explain it just in case some folks at home haven't seen it. It's where you post a photo of yourself or your child or your pet, something that has a name. And then afterwards, you share a picture of what it's named after. Like at Rome, like at Romy Nicole, who shared a cute picture of herself and then a series of emerald green things. Her last name is Green. Mm. Or at Fit.Mama, who shared a photo of her and her daughter with a caption saying, my husband tricked me with such a pretty name for our young and then she reveals photos of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Oh, how camp. Paris, what are you named after? Uh, Michael, believe it or not, contrary to popular belief, my mom actually named me after the guy that started the Trojan War. Oh. Which is a bit ironic, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, but my mom never wanted kids, so I feel like she kind of lost the war with that Trojan, you know? Oh, this just became very sad. Oh, Paris, kicking off on such a high note. Well, I'm named after both of my grandfathers, my mom's grandfather, Michael, and my, and then my dad's father, Judson. So I'm Michael Judson, Juddy. It's a cute name, right? That's lovely. But anyway, enough about us. I'm curious to hear more about my favorite TikToker, Jake Cornell. In fact, I'm so curious, I invited him here to be our correspondent today. Hello, Jake. Hi. <gasps> How's everyone doing? Uh, we're doing great, Jake. Better that you're here. I'm feeling a little vulnerable because I don't think my first name is named after anyone, but my middle name is after one of my grandfathers, Walter. Ooh, Walter. that's such a grandfather Ooh, I... name. Incredibly, it always, yes. It always makes me think of Sleepless in Seattle with the, the older lady who's dressing Meg Ryan in the wedding dress, and she's like, Walter. And she adds a little, like, uh, onto the R, <laughs> and there's just a sneaky L at the end of it. So, Jake, who have you been following? Who do we need to keep an eye out for? My favorite TikTokers right now, Mechavelli. Are we following her? Okay, spell Mechavelli, it. Mechavelli, M-E-C-C-V-E-L-L-I-I. 
She's one of my all-time faves right now. Also, I meant to pull her up so I could tell you about her because she makes me laugh so, so hard. She does the videos, like the historical retellings. She did like an incredible one where she was um, Harriet Tubman. Have you seen these? Do you know what I'm talking about, guys? Her name is Dollar Tree Grace Jones. Oh my God. That's amazing. That is iconic. And she does red carpet reviews and then she also does like character historical videos that are so funny. This sounds something right up my alley. Comedy and history, give it to me. I just followed her. I cannot wait. Okay, Paris, why don't you kick off our top stories? Breaking news. Lizzie McAlpine's song Ceilings has led to a highly contagious outbreak of indie girl energy online. The dramatic ballad is underscoring videos of people running to get a stick and poke tattoo, see a Wes Anderson film, log back into their Tumblr, Michael Judson Berry with more. Yes, people are creating vaguely inspiring videos of them running to the song ceiling. Some are on beaches, other in parking, others are in parking lots. They're doing reveals. They're pulling up sweatshirts to reveal beautiful flowing gowns. Where they're running, we don't know. Why they're running, we're not sure. But we are sure <laughs> that the people who are filming them are very dedicated. And we're very impressed by the person who has to run or drive alongside them to get these videos. Um, this is a trend featuring incredible yes. cinematography and high yes. drama with zero stakes whatsoever. And that's kind of what makes it fun and accessible. Exactly. This is how I feel because I've been training for a marathon and whenever I put on a particularly inspiring song and it just makes me run faster and I feel wind blowing, I literally feel like I'm in a movie. So I know exactly. I can relate so hard to these videos. Jake, have you have you seen any of these pop up on your page? The way this song has chemically taken over people's brains is incredible. Like I, mm -hmm. someone I know... <laughs> yeah. Someone I know was on vacation in Mexico alone and convinced someone on the beach to film them running to this song, like dramatically performing the song. A stranger in Mexico. Really? That's yes. incredible. She was like, shout out to the stranger who filmed this for me. I really appreciate it. And it was her sincerely lip singing, sprinting down a beach in Mexico to this song. Something chemical happens when people hear this song and they go wild. Yeah, I actually listened to the real song today for the first time, and I was like, okay, this is going on a sad girl playlist, and I'm going to listen to it for the rest of my life. The song is good, is the thing. The song is, is good. I feel like this is, it's giving, like, I was thinking, like, what are the versions of these when I was a little bit younger that were, like, my mental breakdown songs? And it's, like, it's giving, like, this generation's, like, Sufjan Stevens or, like, Devotchka, mm -hmm. like, indie movie breakdown power ballad. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. I was actually going to take it all uh, the way back to Stay by Lisa Loeb. Remember oh, wow. Her? Remember that? Of course That's I the remember same Lisa energy Loeb. to me. One of my favorite versions of this has been from the Savannah Bananas baseball team uh, uh, with one yes. of the players leaning in the beginning of the video, sitting in the fans or sitting um, in the stands with the fans and then running out onto the field and just like doing a full version of this on the baseball field and then recreating it later with a flowing gown reveal. That's just, oh, yeah. it made me fall in love with the Savannah Bananas team in general. If you haven't followed them, please go Same. check out the wonderful baseball themed shenanigans that they get up to. It's so sweet. And I really just desperately wish there was video footage of the people in the stands trying to explain to their grandparents at the game, like what is happening? Like, why is this baseball, <laughs> why is this baseball player sprinting across the, the field to this song? Like, why is he revealing a dress? Like, just the thought of me trying to explain that to my grandfather is so funny to me. This is such a good idea because my dad is a huge baseball fan and I would love to take him to a game like this where he's expecting baseball and instead he's essentially getting a drag show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the best. <laughs> 
I love one of the comments from somebody named Hannah who said, I am once again asking for the hand of the Savannah Bananas in marriage. And I am too. It's the whole team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The whole team's hot, Jake. You, you have to see. And I'm like, they're not playing a lot of baseball out there in Savannah, but they are having the most fun. And it's the most yeah. I've ever cared about baseball. So great work, yeah. Savannah Bananas. But also, wait, if Hannah were to marry them, she would be Hannah Savannah Banana. This is That's... just coming to my attention. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> But then I love that Lizzie also then went like and comment was commenting on like the original video, just being like, wow, this is amazing. I think that's like really sweet. Yeah. To get the attention of the artist herself, super cute. Mm -hmm. And the way the person who she commented on responded with, um, hi, thank you for the tears. Literally sobbed with strangers when I saw you in September and I look forward to doing it again. See, she gave her, she got to have that moment with the fan. You forget that like with these trends, like this girl, Anna Mays, literally was like, wait, what if I put my friend in the trunk of a car and I sprinted behind the car while the song played and I revealed a dress? And like, then every every person in America was like, wait, me too. Like, it's crazy that it is just like one person's yeah. idea that starts the whole thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love that video to where she starts off just like in a gray hoodie in a parking lot and then starts yeah. running. And as the song builds and becomes more inspiring, she pulls it off and is this beautiful like Cinderella style flowing dress. And she's just running through a parking lot looking like a princess. And it's yeah. not just any parking lot. It's like a notably gorgeous parking lot with incredible lighting. So much so that one of the users, Kara, commented, maybe this is weird, but y'all picked the perfect parking lot for this. The reflective building was perfect. You can like see the sun setting in the shiny ass building behind her. It's gorgeous. It looks like the set of a Hulu show, if that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) it does. It does. Or like an Apple TV Plus show. Ooh, yeah, because they've got a budget. At user 772829477819297 underscore one said, this should have been the Super Bowl halftime. Which also (laughs) made me laugh. Also, I'm just proud I got through that person's whole username. Thank you. This just in, a video of cops raiding a college bar is making the rounds on TikTok. In it, the police ask everyone underage to leave. The twist? Pretty much everyone in the bar then does. Paris Nicholson reports. That's right, Michael. TikTok user Blake53, with two A's, posted the video, and he's allegedly of drinking age. I'm not personally convinced. But basically, a (laughs) cop arrives to the bar and says, if you're under 21, get out. And then we proceed to see almost every single person in that bar file out in a single file line. It's just a never-ending crowd of people. The entire place is raided. Apparently, it took place in Milwaukee. And at this point, the post has over 2.2 million likes. This is hysterical. I love the orderly fashion in which all these kids leave. It's like an elementary school school fire drill. Honestly, it's like an elementary school bar. In a certain regard, this video is almost like utopic. It's like a cop walks in and nonviolently is like, hi, if you are underage, leave now and you won't get in trouble. And then the entire bar, like very accordingly, is like, okay, we will leave. And they all put down their red solo cups. Why is this bar serving beverages in red solo cups? And then they all just quietly file out. And it's like, Okay, yeah, slay. No one's like, no one's mad. We all just like sort of like they were breaking the rules, the rule, and now they're leaving. And it's like totally fine. If I do feel bad, like the one person there who was like 26 and thought everyone was cool, and then it's like, wait, why am I at this bar? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honestly, that's or a great like, way to find yeah. the predators in your community. Who is left in this bar? <laughs> That's why you do what I like what at user. Oh, here's another one. At user 35310461212 said, I'd walk out too just because panic. I'm 35. Like, I wonder how many, like, some like 30 year old looked around, read the room, and was like, I don't want to be last man standing in this bar. I got to leave. Oh, absolutely. It's so true. You just slip out and say, Oh, I'm incredibly young. I, just, I swear, I've just had a hard life. 
And the judgment from the comments have been great. Like Brian, I, I don't see his username, but Brian, who agrees with you, Jake, who's like, Amina Bar using solo cups is your first sign. They probably didn't have a liquor license to lose. A <laughs> person named David responds with, yeah, that's real bad. That's This place is a coffee shop by next month. For anyone listening, what's the craziest crime that you've caught on camera or the craziest crime that you've seen? Let us know at thesocialdosepodcast.com. So I'm sure hilarious things like this happen all the time. It's just we don't always share it. We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And you're listening to The Social Dose. Let's see what else is happening. This new Twitter trend seeks to make light of being gay and religiously traumatized through the use of very distinct imagery. Warning, you may find these images disturbing if you are actually religiously traumatized or just chronically online. Yes. Um, should we get you a cough drop? This Twitter trend began in early March with people posting images that may trigger memories if you were raised very religious, with the caption, you have to be a whole other level of gay and religiously traumatized to recognize this location, with images that remind one of iconically queer moments, such as a sad picture of the Glee practice room or the infamous garage door from Scream, where if you don't know which garage door I'm look- I'm talking about, you need to go back and rewatch Scream because it's amazing. Um, but it has grown to beyond just images from show, from TV shows and movies to, like, things just out in the world, like subway stops. Like, Jake, which subway stop is this picture that um, at Corn Bluth that, shared? That is going to be the Myrtle Wyckoff overpass Popeye's checkers combo, iconically, um, which I would refer to as, like, a, it's essentially like a satellite NYU dining hall in the early 2010s. It's in Bushwick. Oh, in Bushwick. Sorry. I went on a deep hole. I just Googled this caption and just looked at all the different things that people were sharing. And to be fair, I didn't get a lot of the references because I sometimes live under a rock. Or maybe you just aren't gay and traumatized enough for some of them. Apparently so. and that's okay. It's like a litmus test to see how much gay trauma you're still carrying with you. Is there one that you would find particularly traumatizing or triggering if you saw a photo of? Like, I think for me, it would be an image from the movie Clue. Like, it would just be the flames on the side of my face, still, of Mrs. White. But like, Paris and Jake, what what springs to mind for you? Oh, the moaning. The thoughtful moaning. I don't know. I'm actually somebody who was never religiously traumatized. Yeah. Thank God. I'm one of the lucky ones. 
Yeah, like all of the gay things I liked when I was young, I wouldn't say traumatized me. You know what I mean? Maybe like uh, uh, maybe like the plastic surgery office office from Nip Tuck, a show that I was like way too young to watch when it was on, um, which was just like an early Ryan Murphy show about um, plastic surgeons in Miami who were like having sex. And there's also a lot of like murder. Um, and I was watching it when I was like 10. Oh. Um, maybe that would be my religious my gay religious trauma is early Nip Tuck. That's fair. I actually have a similar one. I remember the episode where it was a woman fell asleep or she was knocked out and they stole one of her kidneys, I want to say. Like the man seduced her and then when she fell asleep, he took her kidney. Yeah. There's a really scary episode of Nip Tuck where the killer me- intentionally messes up the medication so that this woman is awake during surgery and can feel everything, but she can't like tell them. No. Uh, it's this, that was like the scariest that. episode of That's Nip Tuck for me. psychotic. Ew. You're saying there's a better podcast bringing your daily dose of social media trends? I gotta see her. Oh, Paris, that was beautiful. The I gotta see her trend is all over TikTok, showing users that someone on the internet can always one-up you, unless you're a host of The Social Dose, of course, and your name is Paris Nicholson. Listen, Michael, none of us are impervious to being one-upped, but this trend basically entails the creator describing a trait about themselves. Perhaps they're very tall. Perhaps they have large, tactile breasts. And somebody claims (laughs) that there's somebody out there that can beat them at that thing that they're good at. And then we cut to somebody doing just that. For example, the original post from user Joss underscore Mara with text on the screen reading, I found a girl who has a better pair of tatas than you. She does a little flex by holding a bowl with her breast. Then we cut to a woman holding more than just a bowl. In fact, something you might set a bowl on and she is holding an entire table with her breast. So honestly, you gotta see her. Watch this video. It's going to be linked in the show notes. This is incredible. Did y'all see this? Yeah, no, this Uh, is a feat of, I mean, it's almost like a Cirque du Soleil level performance. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And I was already impressed by holding the bowl with the boob. But then to one up that and hold a full table with the girls. And it's not a small table. I can barely hold a a table with my arms, let alone with breasts. That table could sit, I would say that table could sit six to eight people. Yes, comfortably, yeah. At least. And probably weighs Um, about as much as the person holding it. One of the comments said, what do you bring to the table? And then she said, I am the table. These have been so fun. I mean, that one's great as compared to like the ones where it's somebody like, I'm a girl with high ceilings. And then someone shares their video with them with like incredibly high ceilings. What would, do you guys know what your your one-up thing would be? Like what your thing is that somebody might one-up? Just like, I heard there's somebody more annoying than me. I gotta see her. (laughs) Because we'll probably be best friends. Um, mine would be like, I heard someone eats more sweet green than me, and then I would just show them like my loyalty points in the app. Oh my god, that's I'm, impressive! I've actually fallen in love with sweet green since moving to LA. So I'm right I'm on. I'm right behind you. I'm obsessed with sweet Uh-oh. green. It's the perfect food option. I think mine would just be, can you do a better Moira Rose? I suppose. I'd want to see the person out there who's like, pilification. like whip that word out back at me. It's it's Catherine O'Hara. It's just Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Well, you never know. <laughs> I do. Every time somebody does another Moira, though, I always, they always send it to me. They're like, you got competition. And I'm like, oh dear, I better post another video and find more crazy, <laughs> obscure words. Somebody's coming for your really niche gig. Someone's coming for my incredibly niche gig, yes. It was the 95th Academy Awards this past Sunday, Hollywood's biggest night of the year. For those of us not nominated for an Oscar, the Academy clearly hasn't seen my TikTok because I was snubbed again this year, we watched through the lens of social media. This year, the lens fell on Amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield, whose vaguely pained expression during the comedian Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue has Twitter giving him the award for Most Relatable Actor. 
Yes, when Jimmy Kimmel was talking about sort of making fun of last year, the the infamous Chris Rock, Will Smith slap. And he was like, you know, if any of you basically come up here and try and hit me, I've got a lot of people protecting me. And he lists all the celebrities in the audience who have played action stars. And they all, they cut to them. They all have some sort of cool, like, action star reaction. And then they cut to Andrew Garfield when he said, um, you're going to have to tangle with Spider-Man. And he just gives this, like, awkward, embarrassed smile shrug. It's like the smile version of the sound, like, (laughs) which I love because it's also the most Spider-Man response. Also, I love that Tobey Maguire was in the audience. So they had their choice of Spider-Man and they still went with Andrew Garfield. But the reaction is just, is just priceless. Yeah. And the face really really says like, oh no, you're on your own, Jimmy Kimmel. If somebody comes and slaps you, I will not be helping. (laughs) Don't look at me. Basically. But I can't wait to see throughout the week, like, just how many brilliant memes come out of this facial expression. I thought it was such a great show. Oh, over yeah. all the Oscars? Oh, yeah. I'm satisfied with almost all of it. The other viral moments, too. I feel like one of the other most iconic moments from the show, though, was Angela Bassett clearly showing that she is not happy that she lost that Oscar. Like, I know that's very... Because, you know, most of the time when they announce the winner... All the other nominees are like, yay, I'm so happy for the person who won. And I love that Angela Bassett just looks so disappointed. And she just owned that moment of like the actual honest feeling. And I know that's been trending now too, of her reaction just being like, ugh. Listen, some people on Twitter were like bitching about it. They were like, oh, she can't even be a gracious loser. Like, no, let the woman like process her disappointment. She's taking a moment. She's not like booing. We also don't know what she was thinking. That's true. She, who knows what she was thinking? It's it's live television and it's like an in the moment Mm -hmm. reaction. I don't think we like... Like, I hate when people like have an opinion about what they think someone is feeling in a moment. It's like, this is yeah. crazy that you care. And we're not based in reality yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's like, we don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. It's such a big moment. Like for the people that were like, show some grace or whatever. It's like, try being nominated for an Oscar that you know you were a front runner. And like, how would you feel in that moment? This is a huge also, moment. She's allowed to, she's sh- entitled to all the feelings that she's feeling. She also sat there and let Jamie Lee Curtis go up on stage. Like, she was graceful. I don't understand what you're wanting her to do. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. And it is only being said about a Black woman. Exactly. And we have to remember that because Jamie Lee Curtis won the Oscar, technically all of us won the Oscar because as Ariana DeBose informed us, Jamie Lee is all of us. So congratulations, (laughs) fellas. We did it. Wow. We're We're Oscar Oscar winners. winners. Incredible. Look at us go. I'd like to thank Angela Bassett. I can't wait to see as the week goes on how many more wonderful memes. Oh, also, did you see that the Hugh Grant interview that has also gone viral? Oh, yeah, that was so awkward and cringe. With, oh, who's, I'm blanking on her name. Who's it? Was it Ashley Graham? Yeah, Ashley Graham. And he's so. I can't, people, people on the internet are trying to decide if he was being rude or just like very British, where she's like, who are you wearing? And he's like, a suit. And he <laughs> yeah, just gives basically one line answers it's to everything. Like to it's watch. as if, but he doesn't look angry. He's just giving the worst answers possible. She's like, "You were in Glass Onion. What a wonderful thriller! How was it to be in such an exciting movie like that?" And he's like, "I'm in three minutes of it." Yeah, that was not a great question. But also, you, you're panicking. I felt so bad for her because she was trying so hard to salvage that interview. But it's it's caused a lot of conversation on on the social medias. And Michael, I actually saw the version that you're talking about, but then I saw another version where you can see like the very beginning. And uh-huh. everyone's saying that it's because he like made a joke about like Vanity Fair. He was like doing like a, a little 
a little bit and she mm-hmm. it completely flew over her head. So then he was kind of like, oh, and then he was kind of just like disappointed after that because he starts the interview with like good energy and he's like, oh, and then he throws like a joke towards her and she doesn't realize it's a joke because it was kind of like a, it was a bit of a reach. But then like his entire vibe changes after that, after that moment. Oh, so I'm like, it's not all Ashley Graham's fault. It's just like a joke didn't land and then it got awkward. Hate when that happens. Well, speaking of things coming to an end, unfortunately, this show has come to an end for today. But before we say goodbye, Jake, um, thank you again, by the way, Jake, for joining us today. Thank you're you awesome. You're thank hilarious. You, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Um, tell us where everyone can find you on the socials, because believe me, you you have to follow Jake. You can find me on all of the socials at Jake W. Cornell. I make videos and they're all there on all the platforms at that handle. And there's really not much more to say. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very funny, y'all. Follow Jake. They are. Check out his socials. Oh, thank you so sure. much. Well, you all, thank you so much for your time. I need to run. I have to go find every other person named Paris and make them change their names immediately. <laughs> and I need to go literally run a marathon next week. So Paris, I'll see you soon because I'm off to Los Angeles. And mm, yes. uh, I, I can't wait and pray for my knees that they don't explode out That's from so under exciting. me. But also Thank pray you. for our listeners that their ears don't explode at our first episode recorded live in person. Buckle up, besties. It's about to get wet. And in the meantime, happy swiping, friends. The Social Dose is a Something Else in Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Danielle Jones-Wesley is senior producer. Chelsea Jacobson is producer. And Sunny Balkan is associate producer. This show is engineered by Paul Brogdon, Gulliver Lawrence Tickle, and Jay Beal. 